It's December, which means we're in the season of Christmas. Many are putting up trees and decorating their houses with lights, some are baking Christmas cookies, and others of us are trying to determine what kinds of presents to buy our loved ones. That last point demonstrates a spirit of giving, and that's important for those of us who are believers in Christ. But why? What does giving truly mean? How does it impact us as believers? Today, the Paradigm Switch will examine these questions and investigate the importance of giving for believers. Welcome to the Paradigm Switch, where we discuss issues that young believers in Christ face using our testimonies, failures, and struggles, along with scriptures from the Bible. We hope to give encouragement and solutions for these problems. I'm Avon. And I'm Alex. Our road is changing, and each day it seems things are getting darker. But God's will for his children is to live as champions, not as those who are defeated. The Bible teaches, as someone thinks within himself, so he is. So being equipped with the proper mindset is critical. Therefore, we have to switch our thinking from our way to God's way. And on that note, join us in our discussion. Well, welcome to the Paradigm Switch, everybody, where we encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds to think right side up. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like, follow, and share. Leave some comments to let us know how we're doing, how we could possibly uh, improve our topics that we should cover in the future. Well, it's December, everybody, and we are getting close into the Christmas season. And this is one of my favorite times of year, I have to tell you. Actually, it is the favorite time of year for me. This is a very special time because not only is it December and the Christmas time, it is the end of 2020. Close to the end. We are almost there. We are almost there. (laughs) It's been a long year, certainly. Uh, But what are you looking forward to most about this Christmas season, Aiden? Um, I'm super excited for one because I will be off for 19 days, which is going to be amazing. Um, and then also I like Christmas because everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's nice, not just people at home, but it seems like everyone around the world gets a much more calmer, pleasant spirit around Christmas time. And it's just like a good time. And I love looking at the Christmas lights when I drive around. I love, I love doing that. Yeah, that is a really fun thing to do for sure. Um, what about you? What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Oh, it's just like spending time with the family, eating all the Christmas cookies that my mom bakes on Christmas. Yeah, we were talking about that offline. I've known you for over 10 years and I have not had these famous cookies yet. That is just so disappointing. Uh, This, this is, yeah, this is a travesty. I will, I will fix this. I I will. Once you have these cookies, you will never eat another kind ever again. All right. I want to hold you to that. (laughs) All right. So. It's Christmas time. A lot of people call this the season of giving. Okay. I've heard of that. So what does giving mean to you? Um, to me, giving is sharing something that you can give out. Um, it's, it's giving to someone who's lacking, you know, someone that's in need. It's, I have something to, I have a way to fulfill the need that you have. Okay. Sharing where it doesn't have to be money because that's what most people think about right. giving. It's money, but let's say you're hungry and I have an extra cookie. I can give you a cookie if I have an extra one. Or you know, let's say I have some clothes that I'm not using. I could bless somebody else with some clothes who might who might be in lack of clothing. Sure, for sure. What about for you? Uh yeah, I think that giving is when you when you have an abundance and you give to those who do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, share with those who do not. It's never a good idea to use the word in the definition of the word. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I think, yeah, you know, when we have more than 
what we need and it, it's good to share with others and it's it's uh it's the right thing to do as a, as a believer as we'll talk about here but uh, you can you know it's, it's good to be able to make a difference in in people's lives when you can give so the dictionary defines give it's a verb as to freely transfer possession of something to someone and i think that these include two different categories of items the okay. first are things that are tangible or things that you can touch basically mm -hmm. so these are things as simple as a christmas gift to money to the kinds of things you were talking about food clothes other types of physical objects like that uh, but they can also mean intangible things such as uh, or things that you cannot touch with your senses so these would be things like your time or your your loyalty your friendship emotional support for a loved one if they're going through a hard time and i think the key word here is freely yeah that's that's a key word for me too is free freely because i believe some people give things to other people whether it is tangible or intangible with a motive and they're doing it with strings attached when biblically christians should not be giving with strings attached no 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 they they should not uh that is not uh the right motive behind giving if you expect something in return uh, that would be a quid pro quo and that is uh that is not the kind of giving that we're talking about here mm -hmm. um now you said that the lord does not want us to to give uh, for strings attached and that that is true uh, the lord commands us as believers to be generous with what we have and in luke 12 33 he says give to the needy and in hebrews 13 he tells us do not neglect to do good and give to the needy so i think that this is an important concept uh, especially you know when you see this uh, repeated multiple times in scriptures mm -hmm. so it is in this episode and the scriptures you listed already this is talking about giving to your fellow man yes this is this is about giving to your fellow man you know there's a whole other principle about giving unto god which is for a whole other yeah topic. A, that is a completely different topic but I we're think. talking about giving to your fellow man and i believe we should give as christians we should give simply because god is a giver and we're made in the image of god and we're supposed to act like god and our behavior is supposed to emulate as god would act you know god is a giver and you know i was thinking when putting the notes together um when jesus was talking in matthew 4 um four, five forty-five, and the scripture says you know talks about that god provides sun and rain to the just and the unjust that god is a giver and that god shows love and shows kindness and generosity to everyone on earth and so we need to focus on making sure that we are doing the same things that God does. God is known as a provider and a giver, and we, we should do that as well. And then also, God is a giver to everyone, whether they are quote-unquote deserving or undeserving of it. That's an important point to make, certainly. Uh, and I, I think as people who you know, live in a fallen world, it can be very hard to look at someone who we think is undeserving and then give them things. What we, qualifies? What, you know, I'm trying to think of that. What qualifies a person to be undeserving? I think a lot of people would say if you were a bad person, mm. if you're like committing crimes and doing bad things and hurting others, you would be undeserving of these things. Now, as a Christian, how should we view people who might have done 
might have a criminal past and they're trying to change their lives, should we hold that against them? Or, you know, how should we do that? You know, because in the scriptures I read, you know, for, mentioned about from Matthew 545, it talks about showing love to your enemies and those, but it says how be perfect, that God is perfect and God shows love and kindness to everyone, the just and the unjust. Yeah, no, he, he, he does. And it's hard to do, I think, but, and it's a, think another episode to talk about loving uh, uh, enemies but uh, certainly if a person is you know has a criminal past and tries to is trying to change their ways I, I don't think that their past should be held mm-hmm. against them I I think this is hard however it, in certain it, situations mm-hmm. it is a very difficult topic probably one we should discuss on this show to be honest well the thing that i want to bring out about this is you know sometimes god leads you to give to somebody and you think they don't deserve it and it's that's not that's not for us as believers and this as people to to determine who deserves what that's not our role if you feel that god that's has true. told you to share something, whether it is your time, whether it is your um, money and donating something. Cause you know, I had an experience where I had a hostile coworker towards me. Like he was known to talk trash about me and he was very uh, rude towards me in every kind of way. And then I heard his grandmother passed away. And so God put on my heart that I should give him something to console his, his time of grieving. And I was thinking, he doesn't deserve this. He's done X, Y, and Z to me. He's talked bad about me. He's lied about me. But that doesn't, that doesn't cancel out the fact that he is a person that's hurting and that he's a person that's grieving at the time. So I gave him, I remember I gave him a card and like, he liked candy or whatever. And so I gave him a card and candy and I said, you know, basically, I'm sorry for your loss, you know, hang in there, that kind of thing. It was hard, but I did it. But you know what? And that's a very good expression of living the Christian life. Because Christian life is hard, and we have to do things sometimes that we may not want to do. But in those moments where we do step out and do things that are, you know, incomprehensible to people who do not have the Spirit in them, mm-hmm. you know, that can make a difference. It can make people think, oh, there's something different about this guy. Why is, uh, you know, I'm a jerk to him? Mm-hmm. Why is he being nice to me all of a sudden when, you know, when I'd probably be rude to him mm-hmm. if the uh, shoe was on the other foot? Exactly. So that's why I want to point out is that God is God gives life and gives all these things to the just and the unjust. Even though the unbelievers don't believe it, God gives them life every day that they that they live on earth. Yeah, so what are some examples of personal giving that, that you can use? I, I like to use generic examples of this, and, and you'll uh, see why this is later in this episode. Uh, but what what are some examples of, of uh, things that people can do to, to give, do you think? Um, well, I know examples of me giving to other people. I mean, of course, I've done the basic of, you know, I've given my tithes and offering to church. I've given, um, I've let, I've given my money to some friends and family. I've given like donations to, you know, different charities like food and clothing and all that kind of stuff. But one, besides the one I just mentioned, but another example that I felt led, um, to give was I went, I was at the gas station filling up my tank and this man came up to me and he was just like, I really hope you believe me, but I really have no money and I have my wife and I have my daughter here and we need gas money. Could you, could you help me? You know, most people would say, you know, that's not my problem, but I really felt, I really felt compelled for this situation. I didn't give him the tangible money, but I went and I paid for his gas so that him and his wife, because my thing is, I don't know where they're trying to go. I don't know the story behind it. Right. And so my thing was more of, 
you know, I, thankfully I had the money. I don't know their situation. So sure, I could share what I have and then just believe that God will repay me back. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 there's, there's a verse about <laughs> talking about as you give. And so I'm, uh, I'm hesitant to talk about. All right. We'll circle that, back that when I we do. hit that point. Then. But uh, I will tell you that there are some examples of, of you know giving to charity which is of course good or giving to the the ministries at a church which is of course good i think it can be very hard to give uh even for believers true this can be can be tough uh i think the reason why it is tough for some people to give is that they get caught up in the here and now this is especially true in western culture i find um and i know in the past i thought to myself i don't have enough and i can barely scrape by as it is and also people can just be selfish and they don't want to give anything away because that means they're quote losing things yeah and uh that would make themselves quote poorer so why on earth would they want to do that uh and so some of these things i would say two things first is that obviously the second attitude is sinful and we can address greed and selfishness in another episode but for those who thought like I did that I don't have enough, I'm barely scraping by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that that giving doesn't always equate to giving money, as you've said earlier, and that there are alternative ways to give. So if you do find yourself in a tight financial situation, maybe you're you're giving. It's not money to other people. It maybe is your time. It maybe is that emotional support for people going through a hard time. Maybe it's a friendly ear to listen to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we shouldn't just think giving equates money. Yeah. Uh, Because because then it can be tough for people who Mm -hmm. are in a not-so-good financial situation. You know, that's really important that you said. It's not just money. And because when you were saying about, you know, people focusing on money, especially for this year, I have found myself having to dish out or give out more love and patience with people than than usual oh, there you go there's and, an intangible giving there. exactly and so i think sometimes it's hard for people to give because they might feel as though i have no more patience i have nothing left to give i mean that's how i was feeling um sometimes it was just like i have no more patience for this person i have no more mercy to give towards this person <laughs> but i give because because that's what God commands us. He commands us to be giver. God is a giver. God gives us mercy. God gives us grace. So we have to give, especially give out what God gives us. Yes. So, but I think another factor, at least that I find um, with unbelievers that makes it hard for people to give is that they're bound up in fear. Yeah, um, They for sure. Like you kind of mentioned, they feel like they're losing. And, you know, just because people, you know, think about money, I found this kind of statistics um online this is a general overview overview especially in our world today with millennials being you know the quote-unquote future generation that's rising right now because you know we're young and taking over and so millennials today face so much financial burden um compared to other generations you know they claim that the average millennial has a debt of twenty eight thousand dollars and that's not even from mortgage that's from credit card that's from schools and credit card bills and i personally think that's actually kind of on the low side i actually think it might be double compared to some of the millennials i speak with that that debt coming out of school is actually higher 
And just imagine you that and then starting off with a low paying salary. I went through that where you start with a low paying salary. And then especially right now with coronavirus going on and that people are sadly losing their jobs, you might think a person might think, well, why would I give if, you know, the fear of the future? So there's a fear going on that happens. But I just want to encourage people that even though you might be fearing losing stuff, you know, in Luke 638, Jesus says, give and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, uh, will be put in your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And Jesus is talking about giving. And, you know, people in church, would, you know, we want to shout about that, you know, oh, I'm going to get something good back to me. But the first steps in doing that is you have to give. And even if it's as small as a dollar, if you're doing it in good faith, God will bless that. You know, not See, to that's f- like that story in the Gospels about the woman who was broke. Mm-hmm. And you had all these people going to the offering and giving all this money. And then she gave like a penny. And Jesus says, blessed is she for she gave all she had. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them. She trusted. It. Yeah. She trusted with all that she had into God's hand and that I'm going to give. And then people always talk about they want to be blessed. They want to be blessed, but they don't realize the first steps in receiving from God is that you have to give. To bless other people. You have to give. And yeah. I'm going to throw you on the spot right away. I don't know if you remember a while ago, um, back in, I think it was when you were in college for your master's, we got on the, co- um, the topic of like tithes and offering. Oh, I remember and that. I asked you like, are you giving? Cause you were kind of talking about like your financial problems and stuff. And I said, are you giving? And I said, no, I think at the time. Yeah. You if said this was, you, if this was in college, then the answer was no. Yeah. You said no. And you said, I feel as though I don't make enough to give. Yeah. I remember and I said, this. that's not an excuse. Yeah. So kind of talk about your mindset that you went through then. Cause I think it had a factor of fear of, I don't have enough oh, if yeah, I give. I mean, yeah. 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 So I was a student back then. Of course I was making not very much money. It's mm-hmm. like, if this was in my master's, it's literally making barely anything <laughs> yeah you were getting like a small stipend it's like yeah small stipend and, and it so it was like i literally thought that if i was trying to tie 10 percent, i don't think people realize quite how big 10 percent is mm-hmm. it, that is a significantly large number so let, let's say you have a thousand dollars so a 10 percent of that is a hundred dollars and once people get out in the real world, they're living on their own, you know, $100, that's like groceries for a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that's a significant amount of money. And so at the time, I thought, man, I'm giving 10%. I have the rent that I have to pay, which is like the rest of my paycheck. And unlike if I give to the tithe, I'll have nothing. So I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is not the right attitude to have because... We, and at the time, in living in the spirit of fear, this is why we talked about fear in the beginning of this yeah. series. Um, the fact of the matter is, though, that God is going to provide for you, and he's not going to allow uh, this, you know, kind of brokenness to, to continue. Like, if, if you're giving, he's going to help you and make sure that you can take care of yourself. But I, you I receive think. that blessing of God ta- taking care of you by taking that action of faith of giving. Yes. You and had to say, okay, yes. I want to step out in faith and give a portion of my money. Yeah. And yes, now I'm in a situation. Now I'm in a situation where I'm in need. And so yes. I'm going to now have to put faith in God to take care of me. And he did. And he did. So in... 2016 was when I made the decision to begin tithing. Mm-hmm. 
and I <laughs> was very hard. Um, it was extremely hard. It would like essentially wipe out my entire first paycheck, tithing, mm-hmm. and then paying for rent and everything. And so, you know, you, I was living off very little. And, you know, God uh, started ensuring, you know, that I would win these fellowship opportunities and that I keep my job. I lost my job. I got laid off yeah. and giving, in the middle of all of this. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm doing all these things. I'm giving. And, and how am I going to survive, uh, you know, when I don't have anything now? And then God came through, of course, and uh, helped restore me to that position. So... It is. It is about trust, and it is about mm-hmm. faith, and because I went through that too. You know, I didn't have it as bad like as you being on your own. But I remember when I first started working, I started keeping my money because I was like, okay, I got my student loan debt. I'm yeah. I'm paying not as much rent as being on my own, but I'm paying at the house. I have to pay for my own car, the insurance. This stuff is adding up, yeah. and so I started holding back my tithes. And I've always been a person to pay my tithes, and I had to check myself. So you're not the only person who's experienced that, but. Yeah, you can't let fear, you know, hold you back from giving because in order to receive, you first have to give. And then so we can move on. The last portion I want to say, the dimension of fear that's involved with giving is that some people are afraid they're going to be taken advantage of. You know, if you give that someone might take advantage of you. Well, I mean, I kind of feel that's... Well, I know I experienced that because I remember... So, so why? Why? Because I don't think that way. When I give to people, I, I just give and it doesn't matter. Well, if you I'm have not. a situation where if you've had experiences where people took advantage of you. So I went through this. It was in my na- naivety. Naivety? Is that how you say it? Yeah. So I was in middle school and so I was trying to impress a girl. My parents might be... My parents might get mad at this, but the money that they <laughs> put on my account... <laughs> The money they would put on my account, I would buy her little treats and stuff all the time for like a month or so. So she was using, now that I look back, she was using me because I liked her. And so I was trying to use that to get her attention. And then in the end, she like embarrassed me or something. Like I tried to talk to her outside the lunchroom. She was like, I don't know you. And so... So you tell me, though, if that's giving with the right motive. Exactly. I didn't give with the right motive, but something like that could hold another person, I, I could see. hold you back from trying giving because you don't want to get taken advantage right, of. So that, that makes more sense. So... Yeah, that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. I hope my parents will get mad and say, like, I owe them money. It was only for a month, and, you know, those things were like a dollar. But uh, just just to move on... Man, we, we got stuck there, but just to move on, another factor that I think stops people from giving and we already talked about this it just is judging a person and whether they're worthy of it and just to skim past it in luke 10 25 to 37 we see the parable of the good samaritan and so you see the situation where someone's in need he got beat up he's so he's physically injured and he's lacking everything he had was stolen from him he's falling on hard times in a hard situation and then you have two other people who could have helped but they ignored and these people were the religious folks yeah one was a a priest and the other was a i think it was like a levite Levite. or a scribe yes and so and i believe in some um texts i've read one of the two it was forbidden for them to help or like touch like what appeared to be a dead body like they couldn't touch a dead body i don't know how true that is i'm just trying to go off my memory but the one who helped him was a known enemy he yeah, saw someone Samaritan. so there was all this historical enmity between the people of samaria and mm-hmm. the jewish people of jerusalem and so the two people before were his kinfolks who could have helped this man but 
instead, the enemy helped the, the quote unquote enemy man helped him because all he, he saw this person was in need. He didn't care about the, the, the beef that was going on between them, um, the ethnic groups. He saw someone in need and he gave what he could. He gave him a ride. He gave him ointment because he had it. He gave him money so that he can receive. He gave what he could do to help the man. So I think we need to have that same mentality. Don't worry about who the person is. See a person in need. Give what you can. And so then that leads us to things to remember going forward about giving and things to remind ourselves when we are struggling with the concept of, of giving, for whether it's through fear or whether through its judgment or what have you. But I think giving in and of itself is an illustration of Christ, right? Because he gave his all for us. And so that is why he would expect us to give to others, right? So everything belongs to the Lord, and we only have because he chose to give it to us. We only have our lives because he chose to give it to us. We only have our money because he chose to give it to us. We only have our house because he gave it to us, and all the rest of that. And, I mean, that that's important. It is important. And, you know, in my own personal studies, I'm learning about how a kingdom run because the Bible, Jesus came and said the kingdom of God. So he describes the gospel as a kingdom. So one thing to realize I want to drive in is like you said, God owns everything. He owns your breath. He owns you. He owns everything. And to understand about a society of a monarchy, because the kingdom, a kingdom is described as a monarchy where a king rules. And then in the king's domain, everything in that domain is his by legal right, everything that are that is on his property or within his domain is his. The houses, the the food, everything is his. God's territory is everything yeah. <laughs> that exists. Everything that God exists. And so what you have is God's. The clothes that you have on your back, your life, your intelligence, your skills, everything is God. And you are simply managing what he has given you. So if God decides to tell you, hey, share this, share this with a person, you should gladly do it because it's not really yours. It's just you're managing it. And God is expecting you that when led, give and share it with your fellow man, with your fellow brother, with your fellow brother and sister. Yeah, but here's the rub. I think giving needs to be done for a cheerful heart. Okay. I, I think that if people are giving out of a sense of obligation, that's that's not good. I, I don't think that this. That well, what defines a cheerful heart? I honestly, I've honestly been confused about what defines a cheerful heart. Because I know, I give. I feel like I give out of a cheerful heart, but I there's a part of me that says I know I'm paying like my tithes and offering, and I know I'm doing these things because I'm obeying God. And yes, I'm doing it out of it. I I don't know what defines a cheerful heart. I think a cheerful heart, or at least the way I look at this, is this is something that I want to do. It's okay. something that I, I don't feel like I need to do this. And, and it's not even I'm doing it because I got commanded to. I'm doing it because I want to do this, because I want to, uh, to follow the, the, the commandments of God, not because it's some legal obligation. And, and I think that's the difference there. So like, I could be, you know, if, I, if I'm tithing simply because, oh, this is just, I have to do this or else I'm going to get in trouble. And so, ugh, here we go, 10%. Uh-huh. I, that is, I don't think, very good. And okay. I, honestly, for people like that, I, I, almost, I almost feel that... Uh, well, it's better that you don't give? I, I don't know if I want to say that because even people who give 
unwillingly that can still help people but it, it, it just is it's not the right mindset you know and uh and i think the motive behind giving matters and, and you know even paul writes this in second corinthians 9 7 he says each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver and so, yeah, I mean, maybe somebody can make the case that if you're going to be not giving for the right reasons, you just don't do that. But uh, I think that it is, it's to me, just as important to, to have giving come from a cheerful heart because it's like you're, you're, uh, you're almost like pursuing God. In that well, way. I guess I do give out of a cheerful heart because I know the protection it covers me because you know in Malachi, um, you know a lot of churches use Malachi three ten as like the scripture when they're explaining on why people should tithe, and you know it's you know it promises that God would protect you from the devourer, you know the, the devourer coming in, and that if you give unto Him, He would open up the windows of heaven and bless you. And of course, everyone thinks that's money, but um, I give with a cheerful heart out of that, even though God is saying to give. I give at a cheerful heart in the sense of I know that this is going to protect me in the sense that I know if I give, God will take care of me. Like we talked about that protection of receiving from God. You know, we only receive from God by faith. And so this is my action of faith of me giving to you, giving to the church, giving to whomever. And now I know I'm covered because God's going to protect me because God saw that I'm putting him, putting him on the spot that I'm giving up this and now I'm depending on you. To take care of me so i guess it's out of a cheerful heart that a confidence that's like i know he's going to take care of me now yeah that that is interesting so it's a little bit different than why i give but certainly i think that that can fall under a cheerful heart because i think the opposite of that is you give and it causes resentment mm -hmm. and, I, and i think you get angry that mm -hmm. you're doing this and i and i think that is a terrible motive yeah uh, no 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 for, yeah for totally um and as we said earlier, and I don't, I don't think this can be overstated, giving does not just have to be with money. I think so many people associate giving with money, and that can lead to people not having cheerful hearts. If it's all about money, and they see it, it as another bill. It's a bill, yes. So, so it can be so much more than that, though. And it's the time, giving time. And in my family, you know, even if I just do something as mundane as taking out the trash my family members uh, i'm giving something to them so they don't have to do that and you know that's a that's a blessing for them right so i think you can bless others also when you're there for them during a hard time whether mm -hmm. it's just to listen or, or just to be physically there letting them know you care about them and that that's an, an, another way uh of giving mm -hmm. to and i just i just want our listeners to know don't get caught up with giving being associated with money. It is so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if you are in a, if you are in need, there are other th ways to give than just money. Like it doesn't have to be that. I don't think. I think also, you know, how was I gonna say it? I think just being just giving out love and kindness is really good too. Yeah. Um, my last job, I remember there was an atmosphere of just kind of like tension with the employees and. Like there was one, there was one employee that was being pressured a lot. Like she was going through a lot and I gave her encouragement. I gave her a hug and I said, I know you're going through a lot and management's on you about doing X, Y, and Z, but I want to let you know that you're doing a good job and that I appreciate what you do for us who, you know, she was like a director. So I was like, I appreciate what you do for us. And I know that you're working hard. So don't worry and don't get stressed out and doubting yourself. I gave encouragement. Yeah. And that that's a very 
a valid thing to get. Mm-hmm. It wasn't money, but it made a difference in somebody's life. It actually, t- I think, touched her more than just saying, like, here's $10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are there are many ways to give, and we should not be constrained to think if there's only one. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we talked earlier about why I would not give a personal example for things that I have given. Okay. And this is, this is where this comes from. So I think it is important to not become boastful about giving because if you are going around giving to get praise of other people— this is not giving out of the right motive. It's a selfish motive. Uh, Matthew 6, 2, Jesus says, When you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Uh, I give to help others. I don't give to celebrate myself. And I. so this is why I have been reluctant to talk about some of the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where this comes from. Also remember that God honors us when we give from a cheerful heart. And we, we talked about Malachi scripture, but also there are some scriptures in Proverbs. So Proverbs nineteen seventeen says, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his debts. He being the Lord, that is. And in Proverbs 11, 24 to 25, Solomon writes, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers. Whoever brings blessings will be enriched, and one who waters himself will be watered which i take to mean will be drowned in hmm. bad stuff okay but, um, and i want to you know i'm just, it's just hitting me right now what you said in the scripture from proverbs nineteen seventeen: whoever is generous to the poor lends to the lord and he the lord will repay him who gave for his deeds and i think that's the problem that people block themselves from giving they expect the payback from man i really think that's the that's hitting me right now that they expect the payback to come from man. Their eyes are on, you know, you to come, you know, to come back, you know, I'm just going to throw our example just so, you know, we could share it. You know, I took you out for your birthday. I paid for it. That's a quote unquote giving method. I don't expect you to pay me back for that. You know, if I'm going to get a reward, I don't look to you to do it. I look to God to get me back for being generous and stuff. Not that I did it out of a, I need it to be repaid back to me, but I'm just saying my eyes are focused on God to be the one who repays me back. And I think that's the problem when people give, they look for a man or someone else to pay them back and they can't pay you back. Look to God to be the one to do it. I agree. There's a lot of wisdom in that statement. And I'd also like to say, even if a gift seems small, Mm -hmm. you don't know how large of an impact that will have on a recipient. I mean, even just like a hug during a hard time, that can go a very long way. Well, be careful now with coronavirus. Be careful. Uh, <laughs> be careful with that hug right away. Maybe a little elbow tap. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Jesus also himself in Acts twenty thirty five says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And we really, we don't need anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Jesus said, I mean, that's a wrap right there. Yeah, it is. Um, now, I, we could end it here, but every time around the Christmas time, there is this this uh, this play that I like to think about when it comes to giving. Okay. And hopefully, unlike even here, people in our audience will know about this. It's called A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Never heard of it. <laughs> this is just amazing, but I will explain this. So this has to do with the importance of giving because the main character is a guy named Ebenezer Scrooge and he is presented as a greedy miser and he's resentful that he has to give his uh, employee off for Christmas Day to celebrate and he just wants to keep all this money to himself 
he uh, he refuses to donate to the charity to help the poor people in London to uh, have like food and uh, utilities like electrical power and says, you know, people who can't pay their debts, they can go to prison. I don't care about them. Um, so this is a very selfish guy. And then as the story goes, he gets visited by the ghost of his dead associate who tells him you're making long, long chains that are going to drag you down. And then he gets uh, three Christmas spirits intervening to help him see the error of his ways and so he gets to see his past and how he was cheerful at Christmas at one point, and then he sees how he like transitioned. Um, he lost his uh, his fiance actually. She dumped him because he became a greedy miser. He sees the present where the ghost of Christmas present shows him how other people are celebrating Christmas, and he gets made fun of by his nephew's Christmas party for not being there. And he starts to change and realize that maybe he can do better. And then the ghost of Christmas future comes and shows him uh there's like this guy who died and he sees all these people talking about a guy who died and they had absolutely nothing to say good about the guy who died and they're like good riddance he was awful and at the very end scrooge is led to a graveyard and he sees ebenezer scrooge written on the tombstone and so this is like helps him change and he becomes uh, a person who realizes the importance of giving and how it can help other people and how it also will help him uh, just be a better person. And so the next day is Christmas. He got visited on Christmas Eve. So he gets up on Christmas Day and he surprises his employee's family by buying the, the prime turkey from the butcher. And he goes to his nephew's Christmas party and makes his nephew extremely happy. And he also gives some money to the, to the charity to help those poor people. So I just like that story because it, it shows... You know, people who are giving from a generous heart can really make an impact, and, and, and it's the right thing to do. And I would encourage you to watch the movies. Even I, I know reading the play is hard, but watching the movies is really fun. Oh, I'll, I'll, um, I'll consider it. As we were talking offline, Christmas movies are not <laughs> really my thing. Oh, I love Christmas, but if it's not Home Alone or the Charlie Brown Christmas special... It's kind of like outside my you scope. You know, another story, uh, just tan going off here while I'm thinking about this, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Oh, this yeah, I do, watch, I do that. a resentment-filled guy who thought he could stop Christmas, uh, and then he ended up having a change of heart and giving all these gifts away to people at the mm -hmm. very end. So, uh, anyway, those are the two stories of Christmas that I, li I like to read. But uh, do you have anything else to add here before we wrap up on giving? No, um, well... There was a story in the Bible. Um, there was a widow. I think it was Elijah went to the widow. It was either Elijah or Elisha went to the widow. And so she was in need. She, she was in need and she said, I only have enough flour where me and my son would have our last meal and then we'll die. I have I've come to my last rope. And then the prophet who was there, whether it was Elisha or Elijah. This is Elijah. This it was is, Elijah. Uh, this is first King seventeen. Okay. And and he told she she told him the situation that she was having, like, I have nothing to give you, because he asked her, like, make me some food and stuff. And he said, No, give me what you have. And she did it. And she found her life and her rescue from giving. Giving is really important. It sows seeds. The Bible says that as long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. 
And in order to have that harvest, you have to do that first step of giving. You have to sow the seed. And so she found her life and her, her rescue came from giving. So I think there is strong power in giving. It's sowing those seeds. You know, we're, the Bible is a big factor on the principle of you reap what you sow. You have to first yeah. sow in order to reap. So if you want that good harvest or you're looking for whatever kind of blessing or whatever it is, you first have to be a giver before you receive it. Jesus gave his life and then he received his believers. He received a king. He received people and people received from him. So there, there's a strong power in giving. There is. There is indeed. And so on that note, I think we shall, will wrap up here. So I hope our listening audience enjoyed listening to the Paradigm Switch. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Like, follow, and share. It's time we learn how to think right side up. As the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And the inverse of that scripture is my people prosper for an abundance of knowledge. So together we're going to grow in knowledge to live the life that Christ died for us to have. And... So our next episode is going to be kind of like our Halloween episode, if you listen to that. It's a two-part episode about Christmas. Uh, apparently, there are some people who uh, wonder whether we, should, as Christians, should celebrate Christmas, which I find, quite honestly, to be astonishing. So we're going to discuss whether believers should celebrate Christmas on a day with, admittedly, some pagan history. And we're also going to discuss the true meaning of Christmas and why we, as believers, should celebrate Christmas.